This is Valerie Cox standing in for Declan Meehan. And I'm joined by Pete the Vet in studio. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. And Pete is going to talk to us about the danger of stuffing your dog with Easter eggs. Now, we all know that there's going to be Easter eggs all over the place and parents might be very grateful, Pete, to see the dog taking them away from the kids and so on. But it's not a good idea. No, it's very dangerous and it's very common. Um, a survey, a recent survey of vets found that six out of ten vets last year had to treat at least one dog for chocolate poisoning over Easter. Six out of ten. This is a really common problem. Why is it so bad? I mean, you know, we thrive on chocolate. Well, it's a basic uh, metabolism problem. Dogs, uh, their body processes chocolate in a different way to ourselves and it's um, their body is sensitive to the metabolites so there's something called theobromin which is uh, a stimulant in chocolate that gives us a little bit of a buzz it's good for us yeah it's good for us it makes us feel a little bit elated gives us a bit more energy it's one of the reasons why we enjoy eating chocolate so much but dogs um, their heart in particular is very sensitive to theobromin and so if they get quite a, a relatively small dose and that means half a bar of dark chocolate for a small dog, it can be enough to cause the heart to go into palpitations and then they go on to get other issues as well because it's a, it has a broad range of effects across the whole body. So the, the thing is, there's a toxic level um, and if a dog has a low level of chocolate, you could argue, well, it's not going to do a great deal of harm. So if you've got a Labrador and you give your Labrador a couple of, couple of pieces of, or, or a quarter of an Easter egg or something, it's not going to poison your Labrador. So the, the thing is, there's, there's two real issues. First of all, little dogs are exquisitely vulnerable because it's the doses per kilogram. So a, a three or four, a li- really tiny little dog would be very, very sensitive to even a little bit of chocolate. But also for that big dog, you may just give them a little bit of chocolate, like I say, a quarter of an Easter egg, but when they eat that, the issue is they love it so much that it makes them teaches them chocolate is yummy They're, they become addicted they'll go and seek it out good uh, Pete if, if any of our listeners out there by the way have a question for Pete would you text us now on 87 and we'll try and get it so let's come back to the addicted dog so, so that's where the real issue is so once a dog has learned to like chocolate they will do anything to get to it and a lot of people keep Easter eggs maybe uh, somewhere on, maybe on a kitchen unit on the or, floor. or even in a pile on the floor and if, if your dog can get access to it they will they will smell through packaging they'll smell through wrapping paper and they'll and they open the it up silver paper even, and, won't they? And, and, and the really big thing is that dogs don't have an off switch when it comes to eating chocolate like if i had a big box of chocolates here valerie and i offered you some you might see maybe two or three four if you've been really really bold if you if you if i, I offered, know when to stop if i offer this to a dog a big box of chocolates they would just eat the whole lot they we just finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose a lot of people over Easter, I mean, you're sitting there stuffing yourself with all this fabulous food and mm. you feel a bit mean giving the dog his dog food, don't it's you? It's true. Of course, that's natural. That's natural. So, Pete, what should we be looking out for? Are there symptoms if the dog has got the chocolate? Well, the, the problem is that once the symptoms start, it's too late. So what you have to do is identify when it happens and take action straight away. And the action you need to take is quite simply to telephone your local vet 
or the or the, the vet emergency service, phone your local vet and you'll get given another number to call for you for the, the, for the on-call service, vet if it's yeah. after hours. And you need to tell them how much your dog weighs, roughly, or what size of dog it is, roughly, and how much chocolate they've eaten. And vets have got chocolate toxicity calculators and they can do a, a quick assessment and say, yeah, look, your dog hasn't had enough to cause a real problem, just keep an eye on them. Alternatively, they'll say, your dog's in danger, you have to get them to us as soon as possible. Because far and away the most effective way of dealing with chocolate poisoning is to force the dog to be sick as soon as possible, within an hour of eating the chocolate. And if you do so that... should we try that ourselves? No. no. I, I used to think there were some reasonable ways of making a dog sick at home, but... I've used them myself sometimes. There are some tips that old-fashioned tips vets used to suggest. But having tried to use them myself in different situations, my own dogs have done this kind of thing because mistakes do happen. I find it's difficult to do it. Um, it's not reliable and you can end up even causing harm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you ring the and I have so, to say the after hours service Pete they're great yeah. we had a, an incident this uh, last Christmas on Christmas day mm. my 16 year old cat dropped dead in the middle of Christmas dinner oh I mean how bad was that oh and we rang the vet's number got the emergency number and this kind kind vet said bring him in immediately because yeah. we weren't sure was he quite dead you know oh gosh yeah. he brought him in and yeah. he massaged his heart and did everything yeah. but yeah. unfortunately Spudford has gone to the mm. cattery in the sky mm. and th- that was the end but um, it's, it's a wonderful service yeah. now we've a call in for you mm-hmm. here and this is Jimmy in Bolting Glass and he says I have a boxer called Rocky who's mad about cheese should I be giving it to him well cheese is unlikely to cause a great deal of harm to most dogs in reasonable quantities. The rule of thumb that veterinary nutritionists talk about is you shouldn't give a dog more than 10% of their diet as treats. So small amounts like that are fine. Just don't give them a big dog bowl full of cheese. Mm-hmm. Because the problem with cheese is it's quite high fat. And so that means that some dogs are prone to um, digestive issues, metabolic issues linked to having a surge of fat in, their, fat in their bloodstream. In particular, there's a common problem called pancreatitis, where the pancreas becomes inflamed. And um, one of my dogs used to get that. And we knew that if we, get, if we gave him a more than just a morsel of anything that had high fat in it, he'd have quite a severe um, Does this apply to dairy in general? No, it's, it applies to fat in general. Fat so in for general. our dog, mm-hmm. whether it was cheese or whether it was a bit of sausage or a bit of bacon rind, we knew that we couldn't do it because he'd have a reaction. But, you know, Jimmy, you should know your own dog and if your boxer seems to cope with having small amounts of cheese happily enough, then there's no harm done. Okay, and we have another one here from Sarah in Donard, and she said, I've heard that grapes are bad for dogs. Is this true? It is true. It's one of those um, Why? less known facts. Well, grapes can cause kidney failure in dogs. And the, the is this prob- the grape now or the pip? It's the grape. But one of the issues with this is they don't actually know exactly what it is. It's quite a newly discovered toxicity, only in the last 10 years. But it was, it was um, emergency vets were doing uh, sort of surveys of all the dogs that got kidney failure and they were looking for, for, for um, if you like, links in common, things in common that the dogs had had in the previous few days. And they found a surprisingly, a statistically significant high number of those dogs had eaten quite a few grapes in the previous two or three days. So we know that there's a link between grapes and kidney failure, but they're still trying to sort out what it is. The best theory is that it's a mycotoxin, in other words, a toxin 
from mould of some kind. And they reckon that some batches of grapes get a bit mouldy, not mouldy enough to be looking yeah. mouldy or smelling mouldy, but for there to be some um, toxins there produced by the mould. And um, we know that in the laboratory, if you compare human kidney cells on a, on a plate to dog kidney cells, um, dog kidney cells are especially vulnerable to mycotoxins. Good so, Lord. So it's, it's, that's the best theory. Anyway, so the message is don't give grapes don't to give dogs. Grapes or or raisins. For that matter. Or raisins or... Really? No raisins, no grapes, wine, no, no wine, no, no We're very mean, aren't we? No Stick chocolates. Stick to the doggy treats <laughs> and you'll be safe this Easter. Exactly. Pete, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Oh, one last thing. Easter yes. lilies... Easter lilies toxic to cats. Don't let Easter lilies near cats. If the pollen falls in their coat, they groom it off themselves and they can get kidney failure. Good Lord. So keep lilies away from cats. Well, I didn't have any Easter lilies, so that's not what happened to my cat. But thank you very much, Peter. <laughs> thank and you. very happy Easter thank to you. you.